quick thank you to our sponsors for making this podcast possible. They keep this show free to listen to. You know what I don't miss at all? The vicious week before my period. I always used to feel like I was walking in quicksand and craving the most unhealthy of foods. My sleep was always off and my moods were unpredictable. Now it's easier to manage PMS with EstroControl. Happy Mammoth, the company that created Hormone Harmony, is dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality and it shows. And the biggest benefit, feeling like myself again. That's what women mention over and over in their reviews. And there are over 14,000 reviews of Hormone Harmony. For a limited time, you can get 15% off the entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use code PEACE at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code PEACE for 15% off today. I'm Michelle, recovering yeller, control freak, and perfectionist. I didn't want to be a connected parent, but my strong and smart oldest daughter would not succumb to my bribes, threats, and manipulations. After years of control parenting, I threw it all out and started over. I doubled down on the idea of connective parenting and turned in time out for time in. It's taken me years to figure out how to unknot sticky situations without using punishments, but I've finally cracked the code And now I can help you create the relationship with your child that you dreamt of having when you first decided to become a parent. It's not easy letting go of star charts and bribes, but you can change. Listen in as we interview parents just like us who found success and hear from experts who will help us better understand how to form a deep bond with our children. Welcome to the Peace and Parenting Podcast. Parenting books can be daunting. The length, the amount of information, and the time it takes to read and understand the material. Hand in Hand Parenting has a booklet set that has become what I recommend and use with all of my clients. The Listening to Children digital booklet set teaches you the tools of connection with examples in a concise and easy to read form. Because I'm certified through Hand in Hand and I adore all things connection, I have become their partner. If you buy this extremely useful booklet set, A portion of the sale will go directly to support this little podcast and its production. If you go to handinhandparenting.org forward slash partner forward slash peace and parenting, you can buy these extremely helpful booklets or anything else in their store. Again, you can go to handinhandparenting.org forward slash partner forward slash peace and parenting. Welcome to the Peace and Parenting Podcast. I'm Michelle, and I'm here with a lovely community member, Cara, and she has a parenting question that she's coming with. So Cara, welcome to the show and tell us about yourself and tell us what you are struggling with. Thank you so much for having me. I'm a mom to a little boy who's likely on the spectrum. We're going through tests now. He is six. Yeah, I'm just full-time with him. We're not able to be at school for longer than an hour a day at the moment. He's really struggling and being his mom is really, really Mm. interesting. What I'm struggling with, like mostly, I think, is finding ways to protect myself, protect him, 
and protect our environment, our home we're renting. So I do feel the need to protect the house as well. When he has these really big meltdowns, I guess I should probably explain what I do. So I use as much as I can. We do meet with play a lot and I do as often as I can refrain from like having to grab hold of him and tell him off, I guess, in any kind of aggressive sense. But I will hold his hands or feet when he hurts me and tell him, I'm so sorry that I have to hold your hands. I'm so sorry that I have to hold your feet, but I need to keep us safe. And it doesn't stop. It's like, if I've got his feet, he's hurting me with his hands. If I've got his yeah. hands, he's hurting me with his feet. And he's, if I've got both, he's headbutting me. He's biting me. He is like, if I move out of the room, he's destroying everything in the room. He's grabbing whatever object he has and he is smashing the door with it. And I think for me, that is the hardest part is like getting to the point where I have to actually hold him, his whole body, his head, his arms, his legs, and be holding a child that really doesn't want to be held, feeling like I have to control his body and then telling him that I'm his safe space. Like I find that really difficult Yeah, that I'm here. Like I'm here for you. I'm really sorry. I have to hold you like this. I know you don't want me to. I just want to keep us safe. And I feel like it, that's my biggest hurdle. Yeah, Cara, I'm so sorry. It must be so hard on you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you must be beside yourself because that's a lot to endure all the time. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's very regular. And I do, I do, I guess, understand that his case might be a little more extreme than a lot of children, but I want to meet him with this compassion. I want to meet him with like this love yeah. and not have to go to the point of leaning into smacking or whatever other like things that people do. Like I have definitely yelled. I have definitely screamed and shamed and just absolutely gotten to the point where I've like felt abused, like yeah. abused by my six-year-old. There is no other figure. So I really have to hold that safety for him because he doesn't have a father in the picture. I don't have parents. Like it's really just me. Yeah. It's a lot of burden. It's a lot of weight. It's a lot to deal with. So kudos to you for just doing what you can and trying to find the space for him and trying to work through this. This is big and it's hard and you're alone and I bow down to you. Thank you. Yeah, it's not easy. I have to say though, Esme did that kind of stuff. She really did. She would try to hit me and kick me and headbutt me. And if I got her on my lap and I was holding her on my lap, she would try to like throw her head into my chin. And so Maybe both our kids are abnormal. I don't know. But I don't think it's out of the realm for children to be that upset and become that angry and become that backlogged. And so I don't think he's abnormal at all. And I think we can help you get to a better place around this. Oh, well, that makes me feel better about it. Good. I'm glad. So what we know is that he's not doing well, right? For some reason, and we don't have to really surmise what the reason is. It really doesn't matter what the reason is. And we could say a lot of things like the pandemic and that you guys are home alone with each other. He isn't at school. It could be a million things. It could be an onion of things. It doesn't really matter what it is, but we know he's in this moment. He's just not doing well. How do we get him feeling better? 
it's not so much about the hitting and the aggression. It is, right? Because that's the product, but he's not doing well. So what things can we do to make him feel better outside of those aggressive moments? So we need to build in connection pieces for him. And the one that I always start with people is uh, doing daily special time with our kids for 20 minutes. And I don't know if you know about it or if you're doing it already, or do you know about special time? Yeah, absolutely. So I have been doing special time sort of sporadically, but I try to do it every day. So, and I let him choose. I think he often chooses, and I feel like I actually need to do it multiple times a day for him. Mm-hmm. He chooses to do wrestling. So, and it just feels horrible to me. I <sighs> feel just so rough, and it is just not what I can like. I want to cry every mm. time it's special time. I actually just want to break down. But I do deal with it and I do it every morning like he wakes up and he wants to tickle and wrestle immediately like just as soon as his eyes open which is pretty much when my eyes open yeah he's telling us that he needs it for some reason he needs to get it out yeah definitely like I said more than once a day like yeah. it's been twice today already and it's only 10 o'clock in the morning okay do you announce it do you say we're going to do special time no that's what I did this morning I said okay you need to give mommy like 10 minutes I'm gonna set the timer and I'm just gonna have a glass of water and go to the toilet and then we'll do special time and like immediately after he had a movie and I sort of sat with like do it, but he wanted to choose to have his tablet time in the morning instead of in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so that's kind of where I'm at now. So you like, did announce it for I the had first to meet him at the end of that with play to get yeah. him out of that episode. Oh my gosh, Kari, you have a really hard situation. I think that we need to get you a listening partner for sure. So you can have a place to offload your feelings because you need a place to go through all this because this is not easy. You're going through a lot. So one, let's get you a listening partner. Two, special time works best when we announce it and you're doing this perfectly. You're telling him he gets to do what he wants. And in these wrestling bouts, do you let him win? Every time. That's good. And if you need to set a limit in those wrestling episodes, if you need to say, I'm so sorry, but you're being too rough and take a step back and say, you cannot be that rough with me. And then return to the wrestling. You might have to do that two or three or four times where you're setting the limit around him being too rough. And if he gets upset, then we listen to the feelings. Yeah, I definitely do that. Okay, good. Pillow fights are another good one that might not seem as assaulting on you. You might try to do the pillow fight because I know Esme would go after me in the wrestling, would like try to tear my hair out because she was so angry. But I think pillow fights are kind of, it gets aggression out, but it's not so hard on the parent. Yeah, I have found that did help with me as well. And I don't like tickling, but he loves tickling and I really do not enjoy it at all. He tickles you or you tickle him? Well, he kind of wants me to tickle him and for him to tickle me. 
I don't see where the winning happens though. No. Yeah. So tickling is actually, (laughs) there's a lot of science around tickling that says tickling is a control thing. And that's probably why he wants to tickle you is to control you. And it also doesn't activate the joy center in the brain. It just activates the laughing, but it doesn't create joy. And so I would say there's a new rule, no more tickling. Okay. Yes. Okay. I don't think it's beneficial. It's not really beneficial for the kids. And if it's not, if you don't like it, I used to let the kids tickle me because I stopped tickling them and I didn't mind it. But if you don't like it, I'd just say no more tickling. We're going to set a limit around tickling and there's no more tickling. It's fine to have limits. And if he's really upset about it, then you can say, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. We're not doing the tickling. I know you really liked it, but it's not good for us. We're not going to do it anymore. And I'm sorry. I'd say when he's having his episodes, my thought, and I don't know this, but let's try this. I want you to try this the next time. But my thought is that he is staying in these episodes of tantrum and upset longer because of the holding. I feel so too. And so today I actually tested that out. I made sure there's nothing in his room that he was going to destroy. Uh-huh. I moved it out of the bedroom and then I just sat at the door. I shut the door and I, I put him in the bedroom as nicely as I could, like while being beaten up. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then I put him in the bedroom. I said, I'm so sorry. I'm just going to shut the door and I'm going to sit outside the bedroom because I need to make sure that we're both safe. And I'm going to sit here and I'm just going to be here for you and I'm not going to leave you alone. And I just sat there and then he would be quiet for a minute while finding something he could attack me with. Open up the bedroom door and I'd go for attacking me again. And I then, you know, say like, I'm sorry, I can't let you hurt me. I'm sorry, I can't stop you from feeling so angry. And then bring him into the bedroom and say, I'm just going to leave you in the bedroom, but I'm not leaving you alone. I'm still here. I just need to make sure we're both safe. And just like repeating myself over right. and over. Okay. Like, I'm here for you, matey. I'm really sorry. Like it's just a repetitive sort of thing yeah. and just kept doing it over and over. I mean, I don't think that's far off. I think we can tweak that a bit, but that's a good stab. I think actually, I think we can tweak this and it might work. Let's try that. You do that exact same thing and we'll make two alterations. One, I think you should stay inside of the room. And I think you should get pillows and put them around you. Every time he tries to swipe at you or whatever he's doing at you, use the pillow to keep yourself safe and you stop saying, I'm just here to keep you safe. I can't let you do this. I think we should stop saying all of that. Okay. Because he can't hear you. What happens is he's totally lost his mind. His prefrontal cortex is gone. His reasoning... And thinking skills are gone. He is not understanding anything you're saying. So you're just, I think, frustrating yourself even by just keeping saying it because it's not going to do any, whatever you say isn't going to do anything. It's what we do because those words mean nothing in those moments and they're frustrating for everybody, I think. So I would go in and I would stay in. I would get things to protect yourself. I would, if he tries to hit you or whatever, I would block him either with the pillow or with your hand. I would back up away from him if he's trying to attack you. And I would use your hands to kind of push him away so that he can't get at you, but I wouldn't hold him. Does that make more sense? Okay. Yeah, I feel like this is going to go a long time. It might, it might. <laughs> like I, mean, actually, I have definitely tried to not. And it just do feel like, That's like this really weird thing where he just thinks that he can keep coming and keep coming and keep coming. So I feel like it's going to be like that good two hour. 
I don't think you're wrong. I'm just like, oh, I'll make a game of this. Yeah. Oh, I got you. Which is not fun. I got you with the pillow or you got me. Yeah, it's not fun. I don't think you're wrong though. I think it's it could last a couple of hours. I know I've sat with Esme for a couple of hours before. So it's not uncommon. This is not unusual. And when kids get to a point, I think what's happened, maybe, I don't know, we don't know. I think what's happened is all the holding has made him kind of bubble over. The good news is, is that it could be two hours the first time and then only an hour the second time. And it, what's going to happen is you're going to find it's happening less and less over time. You got to give this like, we have to give it two weeks. But within a two-week stretch, you might see less tantrums or those tantrums might become less time. But we're going to sit through a few big ones. But it will work if you keep working at it. It will work. You just have to be dedicated to trying. And in those moments too, Carl, like if you get so frustrated and you're like, oh my gosh, I can't do this anymore. Give yourself a break. Walk out and say, you know what, honey? I'm going to be right back. I needed to go to the bathroom. You just pretend, right? You go to the bathroom splash water on your face, you go pee, you do whatever you can, and then you come back. Yeah. Because it's not going to be easy. But it's going to be done. (laughs) I know. I think it does. I don't think there's another choice right now. I think he's all bottled up. But my daughter was too, and we got through it, but it was a lot of work. It was tremendous amount of work, but it worked. And I could see like at the end, she would come. That's what I was going to say to you at the end. Does he come around and say, oh, mommy, I love you. I'm so sorry. No, never. I think he will now if you can sit through it. I think he will. Eventually, it might not be the first time, but I think in the next two weeks, he will say, I'm sorry, or I didn't mean it, or he will come around or he'll be really loving and really endeared to you. Well, I look forward to that. (laughs) I know. I I really do. I attribute all of the major shifts and changes in my parenting to Hand in Hand and Patty Whipfler. I could not have achieved the inroads to more connection with Esme and Pia without the hand-in-hand parenting approach. I owe this method and my sanity to their tools. That's why I've become an affiliate partner of hand-in-hand parenting. Purchasing their products using my affiliate link directly supports this little podcast at no extra cost to you. I recommend the Listening to Children digital booklet set to all of my clients. It perfectly explains the listening tools and has been something I constantly return to myself. These tools are the heart of what I've learned myself and what I teach my clients. If you go to handinhandparenting.org forward slash partner forward slash peace and parenting, you can order them and also support this podcast in the process. So go to handinhandparenting.org forward slash partner forward slash peace and parenting and learn the essence of connective parenting while also supporting the peace and parenting podcast. I will also put the link in the show notes. How did it go today at the end? He, he still can be. It didn't really stop, though. It just got to the point where I was outside the door and he was like, okay, I could hear him just playing with his toys. So I waited a little while and I tapped on the door and I said, okay, I'm just checking. Are you okay? How are you feeling? And can mommy come in now? Can I be there with you? And he just wouldn't really have a bar of it. So he locks his own door because I'm in a rental, okay, it just has a lock on the door and I had to get the key to unlock it. And then I just came inside and he's like, I want you to go away. And I said, oh, mommy's just going to sit here. I'm just going to watch you play because I just had some really big feelings and I just want to be here with you so you know you're not alone. 
and he just sort of started playing with his toys. So I showed interest in his toys and I just sort of like had a little bit of a game with him. So like it was almost like a second, not wrestle, but it was like a second, like a playful, like five, 10 minutes Yeah, with his toys and interacting with him. And then, yeah, sort of calmed down, but he doesn't really get to this sort of like, oh, I've done, I've hurt you or I've done anything wrong sort of thing. He just goes like, Okay. Stays quiet. But he's coming through it. Yeah. Yeah, he's coming through it. That's a positive sign. And also, this is one of the first times you haven't been holding him. Yes. Yeah, yeah. normally it does get to that point of like, oh my gosh, I just don't know what to do. Yeah. Yeah. So let's try that. So if we were working together, I would be like, we would check in in five days and we would do another meeting and we would tweak from there. And I think this is a process, right? This is going to be a process with him. It's not going to be fixed overnight. It's not going to be fixed with one tantrum, but you can get there with him. I really think you can. And I think it's all about how do we treat these tantrums? And the one other thing that I've just thought is that we, you should maybe just don't talk in those moments. Just one time yeah. say every 10 minutes, say I'm right here and that's it. I don't think you need to say anything or explain anything or really like do anything. Just be present and there and just think in your head, like he's having a hard time. He really is. He doesn't want to beat you up. He doesn't want to hurt you. He doesn't want to do those things. He's feeling so yucky inside that he doesn't know what else to do. Yeah. And I don't want to say it's not his fault, but it kind of is not his fault. He's just not processing well. And he's probably such a loving, sweet kid. He just gets to a place where he is overwhelmed with his own emotions. And if we give him the place to have them, even if it looks somewhat destructive, he'll eventually get there. Yeah. Like, I think the thing that always like scares me is like, because it is so violent, I always think, oh my gosh, is he going to grow up and like, a, like have these big emotions and, you know, be like this towards his partners or towards, you know, mm-hmm. the people that he cares about because I'm showing him that he can be that way with me. Or should I be saying things like, I'm sorry, I can't let you hurt me. No. I think that's what we believe because society tells us that. I think we believe that we're reinforcing poor behavior if we let them get it out. But what I can tell you from experience with other children, my own children, my friend's children, is that when we give them a space to have all their feelings, when we allow them to download, that's how they re-regulate their bodies. And when we allow them to do that, then they enter society and they enter this world regulated. The people that are aggressive and angry and end up abusing other people are those that were never allowed to have their feelings, those that were punished, those that were also beaten, those that were told you cannot emote, stop. And so they're so bottled up, they take it out on everyone around them. We're doing the opposite. We're allowing him, unfortunately, to take it out on you so that he can regulate his body. And you're so calm. You're staying so regulated. You're teaching him what self-regulation is because he's watching you be so calm. You're modeling this amazing strength to be calm during it. And that's what he's learning because 80% of what kids learn is what's modeled to them. Yeah. 
It's scary though, because society scares us into believing that we have to control their behavior and we just really don't. Yeah, I completely understand that. I think this will work. I think it's worth a try. I'm definitely excited to dig a little deeper and try that and use the pillows. I'll probably use some really big pillows. Yes, really big (laughs) pillows. Get through it. Yeah, definitely. And a pillow fight instead of the wrestling once in a while might be really good. And then I think the special time every day where we announce it, where we're saying, I'm giving you special time. And I would put a timer on for 15 minutes and I would only do it for 15 minutes. And when the 15 minutes is over, Kara, you say we're all done. And then wait for a tantrum. Yep. Then you wait for the tantrum. You're going to get the special time in the tantrum probably every day for like a week. Yeah. Special time tantrum, special time tantrum. And if you want, then turn, (laughs) I know it's what you wanted. You could just lessen the special time to 10 minutes, knowing that you're getting the tantrum. So you're going to be spending the time with him. So why don't we lessen all the special times to 10 minutes for now? And then should I do two a day? Heck no, you're doing enough. You're doing plenty. (laughs) No, you set the limit. You say no more. Uh Uh-uh. Okay. You do one 10 minute special time and you're going to do an hour long tantrum. I think that's enough work in a day. (laughs) Okay. I can do this. That's plenty. Yeah. You can cut down on that special time. We don't need to be doing two 20 minute special times. That's insanity. That will drive anybody crazy. I don't know how you're staying. I'm ready now. Okay, good. I don't know how you're staying so calm. You're so good. I would have screamed my head off. I absolutely have. But then I think, the way I feel after doing that and then having just awareness and especially because I've been listening to the podcast for a while now, like I have this awareness around he's not coping and his needs. And then I feel so guilty and, but I'm letting go of the guilt as well. Cause I know that it's, it's not easy. No, you're doing an incredible job and it's not easy. And you don't have to feel guilty about losing it once in a while. We all do. And that's human. And as long as you're saying, I'm sorry, that's all you need to do. You know what? One of these days in this next two weeks, I promise you, he's going to either say, I'm sorry, mommy, or he's going to be so loving and endeared to you. You're going to be like, okay, now I get it. Now I see what Michelle's saying. Now I understand. And then you're going to say, okay, I need more of that. Yeah, I'm definitely ready to try this. Okay, good. Do you have any other questions for me? I think around maybe the boundaries. So, because he will get upset about anything, everything. And sometimes when I set a boundary, whether it's around schoolwork or whether it's around, because I'm basically homeschooling at the moment, or whether it's around things like, okay, well, this is TV time goes off now, like our tablet goes away now. We have one time in the day for an hour where we have a tablet or TV time. Yeah. And at the end of that, to get that completed is like the tablet gets thrown or the remote gets thrown or the things in the house are being destroyed. And what I have done in the past is I've just said like, I'm so sorry. If you can't turn it off, mommy's going to have to turn it off for you. And then if he doesn't turn it off himself, I will take it and turn it off but he'll run and then he'll throw the remote before I get the opportunity to turn it off. And then I'm like, oh, okay, well, maybe I shouldn't let you have the remote. <laughs> like maybe that's like a privilege that you can't have right now. Yeah. And I have done that before. I just said, I'm sorry, like you cannot have the remote because I don't want you to break it. But mm-hmm. then I'm like, oh, did I do the wrong thing? 
Well, <laughs> try not to take it away, but let me give you one little tip that might be helpful. So right before you're going to turn off the electronics, I would get really close to him and I would sit next to him and I'd say, oh, what are you watching? What's happening oh, here? Yeah. And I would sit with him and I'd get involved and say, who's this character? He's cool. Like what's happening here? Wow, this episode's awesome. What are they doing here? And then you put your hand on the remote. So I'm already close, so I can't run away. Uh-huh. And then you say, okay, it's time to turn the television off. And as soon as he starts to wiggle and squiggle and whatever, you just grasp your hand around the remote very calmly. And he's going to try to take it. And you just keep that remote in your hand. And now you're going to get the tantrum. And so then now you get him into the bedroom where he cannot hurt anything. And you sit against that door and you let him have the tantrum in the bedroom and you stay with him. And the same rules apply. We don't say, I can't let you have the remote. This was a privilege, blah, blah. We don't say anything. We just say, I understand Okay. right here. You know, you're having a hard time. And then we're quiet. 75% of it is just being quiet. Okay. I can say this. Okay. Is that helpful? Yes. Okay. Good. He'll get there. You're just going to have to really work with him. I think he'll get there. And I think you're going to see little baby improvements. And I want you to email me and tell me what's happening. And if you have questions, ask me, but I want you to check in with me in like a week. Yeah. Okay. A week, maybe two weeks. No, no. One week, one week. Because I'm going to practice too. Maybe four (laughs) weeks. No, no. One week. (laughs) One week, just a little update. Just say, we've had a few tantrums. Here's how it's gone. Blah, 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 blah. Just so we can like touch base. and see how you're doing. And I want you to get a listening partner. I think it would be absolutely mind-blowing okay. for you. Yes, go in the private Facebook and there's a thread in there where people are looking for listening partners. Yeah, I live in Queensland. I feel like there's probably not that many people in Queensland. No, but they, um, you and can, the time zones can sometimes be a bit tricky. You can do it on the phone or on Zoom or whatever with somebody else in Australia. I'll definitely jump on the thread and see if I can find somebody. Yeah, and I know there's a bunch of ladies from Australia in the group. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you, Carl. This was so sweet. Thank you for bringing me your struggles and thank you for trusting me to help you. I so appreciate it. No, thank you. Thank you so much. The podcast has been so helpful. And then, yeah, to have that extra advice, it's just, yeah, so, so, so grateful. Great. I'm so glad. Well, I hope we can see you in the online world somewhere and I'm looking forward to your updates and thank you everybody for coming to the Peace and Parenting podcast. I so appreciate you being here and we will see you next time. I so very much appreciate Cara coming on the podcast and I just wanted to give an update. She made this post a few days ago. My work has been learning to hold boundaries and not get upset when the tantrum comes and hold space for him to reach understanding and feel his feelings, then regulate them himself. It's not easy. I'm often hurt, upset, and angry, but I need to be calm and clear thinking. This has been the first few months I've seen dramatic change, even in his willingness to choose to say sorry of his own accord and with no prompting from my end. Simply being there as he had a mini meltdown, at some stage these meltdowns would last full days and hours of aggressions and attacks towards me, himself, and all around us. Thank you, Peace and Parenting, for constant support and post shares. We have gone from three huge two-hour-long tantrums a day to one, two small, tiny tantrums a day and one huge one within the last six weeks. 
he's feeling safer and learning to regulate. The defiance battle is another battle I'm learning to reframe my words to him and choose to do the right things. And I'm grateful for the support I have my in my corner and the peace and parenting group. This is such a great testament to how this method can work and how sitting through big emotions and not asking our kids to apologize really gives them the ability to come to their own idea of remorse. I encourage all of you out there to keep trying. And if Car and I can do it with our tough kids, you can too. Thanks for joining us.